With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Right, right, welcome to the show. Good morning. It is Friday, January 27th. I literally just fell over. I'm not going to lie. What the hell happened? Okay, there we go. Sorry, I, I was sitting in the chair and I jumped up, almost fell fl- face first right into everything. Oh, this is not a, this isn't the way you're supposed to start off your Friday. <laughs> Anyhow, good morning and welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great start to your day, and I hope it's on two feet. Not two feet and a nose or something. Anyhow, how you doing? Uh, Got a lot to talk about today. A lot of things happening today. As a matter of fact, the RNC getting ready to uh, place their vote today uh, to determine who's going to be the leadership of the RNC. That's going to be fun. Got a lot of other interesting stories today, too. The things that have happened. I don't know if I dare sit down in this chair now. I should probably stand the rest of the show just for safety purposes. Plus, this weekend, uh, potential violence in Memphis, Atlanta. Things are getting ready for that. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a busy day. It's going to be an interesting day. Um, Monday's show might become uh, real interesting with a recap uh, of the weekend. And, of course, hopefully... We will end up having a brand new leader in the RNC uh, and not have uh, Ronna McDaniels. We could send her packing along with maybe her uncle uh, on the next election. By the way, if you're not sure who the uncle is, it's Mitt Romney. It's one of them. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the big things going on this morning. Sorry, I've got like uh, 100 messages at the first, and I haven't... See, I'm not ready to go yet. Can we start over? Can we put a pause on things for just a second? Let me get a reboot. No? Okay. We'll continue. Uh, but there is a lot of things that, uh, that are looking to, uh, to happen today between uh, the possible riots that cities like Atlanta and Memphis are getting ready for. Uh, the, the, uh, the beating death that happened in, uh, in Memphis. The body cam uh, is being released today from the police officers uh, who committed that crime. And uh, there's been a lot of calls. And, I, and I, this, you know, this is something that I'm actually, I'm, I'm really kind of happy to see. One, the accountability has really been taken. There, there's not been a, a circle of wagons on this situation. And from what I understand, the video is just, it's three minutes of brutal hell. It is not good. But um, in advance of the release of the video, uh, first off, the police chief in Memphis came out and said, look, this video is not pretty. This 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 is a, a heinous crime uh, that was committed by our officers. 
um, and pretty much warned everybody that this is not going to be something good. And in addition to, obviously, the Memphis police chief coming out and saying, hey, look, you know, we, we can protest. Let's do it peacefully. Let's do it safe. Uh, let's not vandalize property. Let's not hurt people. Uh, let your voice be heard. The family of the, uh, the man who was killed by the police in Memphis also coming out um, in advance of all of this saying, listen, this is not who we are. Uh, This is not what he would want. Please don't do this. Um, Peacefully protest. Let your voice be heard. Don't damage anything. Don't hurt anybody. Don't be violent. Uh, And and even uh, groups like the NCAA also coming out, um, also encouraging people, do not be violent. Uh, Do not go crazy. Um, You know, peacefully protest. Now, hopefully, peacefully protest is going to be done in the, uh, the the textbook definition and not the uh, the liberal de- definition of that. But Atlanta also uh, wrapping up and preparing for um, a potential night of violence as well. The, uh, the governor, Brian Kemp, has already uh, declared a state of emergency for the uh, for for the state of Georgia, already got uh, a good amount of uh, National Guard members on alert, ready to go. Um, should we see a repeat of the other night when Antifa decided to uh, just show their ugly faces? So hopefully this will be a, an example that, that the protest can be done in a very peaceful way. And I think that uh, if they're able to do that, that is going to be um, huge strides in the right direction to be able to voice opinions without having to burn a city down for it. Sadly, I'm not all that hopeful for it. I, I hope that it can, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not placing bets that it will. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, that video is supposed to be released later on today uh, in Memphis, three minutes long, and already being told uh, that it is brutal and that, that people are not going to like it. So we'll see what happens with that. But a lot of other, a lot of other things going on too. I don't even know which direction to go with this. I really don't. By the way, Clay, good morning. And yes, I have been keeping up a bit with the uh, the Project Veritas. We'll talk about that later on this morning as well. That is, that's becoming interesting. But you know what? It's Friday. I want to, something I want to actually talk about. Little off topic of politics. Because we, we're so politics all the time. But I got to talk about this because this morning when I woke up uh, at like stupid early dawn. Um, actually, I even, I even beat dawn up. Um, Dawn still isn't around. Uh, that's how early I'm getting up. I, I was not feeling all that hot this morning. I was kind of that what you know, you, you kind of get that, oh God, that kind of feeling. That's kind of how I felt this morning. I'm still not feeling hundred percent, but I'm here. We're going to do this, but I got to give props out where props would do. I have a, a routine that I do pretty much every morning. Uh, I always stop for breakfast, uh, which generally, uh, consists of my, um, uh, sausage, egg, cheese, croissant, and uh, my Black Rifle Espresso 300. That's generally my coffee, my, my morning breakfast routine, which I know, <laughs> I don't, I really hope my cardiologist is not up yet. Um, and because I know he listens. So I, I'm hoping he's not up and, and doesn't hear me talk about this. But this is generally what my breakfast is every morning. And I usually get it at one of two places. 
Uh, it's either the Circle K on 77 uh, right there in in, uh, in Lynn Haven, or I get it uh, and the one on 390. The one, I've been going to the one on 390 a lot lately. And I don't know who's leading the, the, the ship, who's in charge of the show, but freaking bravo, okay? That's, that's what I want to say. I want to say freaking bravo. Every time I go in there, um, and, you know, this is something that we don't talk enough about. This type of people don't get the credit. The customer service level. And I'm a big person on customer service. I believe in really good customer service. Every time that I go into that place in the morning, I get the greatest level of customer service. I get the hello, how are you? I get the remembering me. Uh, you know, I get the smiles, the jokes, the whole nine yards. And this morning... I don't know if this is a new girl. I haven't seen her there before. Um, but then again, I think they've been training a whole bunch of new people. Uh, the managers there are just uh, 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 props, hands up, hats off to them, seriously. But this young girl that was in there today who was the cashier, first off, walk in the door. Uh, you know, it's a good morning greeting, like always. And I'm still groggy and half asleep at that point. And I come in and do my thing and get everything I want. The store's all nice and clean. Um, it's one of the only places too, by the way, that ends up having, uh, the, um, the, uh, the black rifle espresso 300, like in stock all the time. Most places get like, they'll get a six pack of it and that's it. And then like two weeks before they get it refilled, they've always got it. So I'm happy about that, which don't go everybody taking that. Cause I needed that in the morning. Otherwise the show's not quite as good without it. Um, but anyhow, this young lady, I'm saying I'm going like, I don't know, maybe 18 to 20. Roughly. Great, huge smile. Um, really super friendly when we were talking. I didn't even catch her name. And, and I feel bad about that because I wish I had her name. Um, but, you know, I get up to the register, put my stuff down, still kind of half groggy and everything, and super sweet. And uh, we, we just kind of chit-chatted for a little bit there. Um, positive attitude. Absolutely love that. Um, and then she said something about her smile. Um, you know, and, and how to handle like people that get grumpy. And I even told her, I was like, you know, you just keep on smiling. And she put this big, huge smile on her face. And she goes, you know what? I have a great smile and I'm going to get, I just, it made me feel good. I, I left the store in a better mood this morning and it's actually set me for the day so far until I fell down and <laughs> getting up out of the chair this morning. Other than that, it's been pretty good. But you know what? That is the type of stuff that I absolutely love. It's not very often that I, I, I change gears to talk about this type of stuff. But you know what? Hats off to them. I don't know if, if anybody from the management of the Circle K listens or if anybody knows somebody. But please, pass that message along. That store right there. I mean, the 77 one, um, they're great too. But the one at 390, the 390 and Baldwin. I love those people. Every time I go in, uh, granted it's the overnight crew. That's there, so I don't know what it's like the rest of the day, but I'm, I'm hands up, props to the the, the, day, the overnight crew. Love those guys. They set my day off right, um, and I just had to share that. I had to share that because, look, we need some good news. We need some good news. We need some good conversation because really, truly, not enough of that happens. Uh, and this morning, uh, the crew once again there at the Circle K at uh, 390 and, um, and Baldwin set my mood put a big smile on my face. They had smiles. It was great. So there we go. Now my day's good. I, I mean, I literally, I walked into the store not feeling good. 
kind of crappy mood a little bit, left being happy, which is kind of an example of what it can be if we all start being a little nicer to each other. Maybe some of our politicians should learn that. Because a, a, a simple young woman who is working her gas station job was able to put me in a better mood simply by being cordial, being nice, having a great smile, having a conversation, no hate. And I loved it. I absolutely loved that. So, I, and again, I wish I knew her name. Um, again, I was still so groggy that I didn't even look. And she's a new girl, I believe. I haven't seen her there before. Um, but uh, look, that, that's the type of stuff we need more of in this country. We really, truly do. We need more of that type of attitude. The I'm not going to let anybody take me down attitude, which is what she had. And it's what she told me. She even told me, she's like, I'm not going to let anybody take me down. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have a smile on my face. And she did. And I love that. And I had to share that with you guys because, look, we need more of that. You look at all the negativity that we have in, in the world, and especially what's coming from our leadership, uh, which, you know, they should be setting the tone of the country. Our leaders should be that cashier at the Circle K. That should be the attitude. Put a damn smile on your face. Make everybody feel happy. Do your job. She did her job. That's, that's what we need. Okay. I, just, I had to share that. And I, and I hope that puts you in a better mood. And if you're, you're starting off this morning a little bit grumpy, um, go into that Circle K and see if that'll set your mood a little bit better this morning too and tell them all I said hi. I mean, seriously. Because um, it, it put me in a better mood this morning. Despite the fact that I fell out of the chair and almost landed face first as the show was starting. <laughs> Hang on, we got to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. What you got to say? The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. If you're offended by what he said, just know he said it with a smile. The Brian Rush Show is back right here on News Talk at 101. Welcome back to the show. Good morning and a happy Friday. And it is a happy Friday. I I really, truly have actually started off my day uh, really well. Woke up this morning, grabbed my phone, um, had a bunch of messages on there. A couple of really great messages uh, from some people that I know that was awesome. That set me off uh, in a good start. Then my experience this morning at Circle K added to that a little bit more. And then I get to the studio and I start uh, doing more show prep for the show this morning. And then I come across this headline. Oh, my God. His art gives us hope. Hunter Biden will become one of the most consequential artists in this century. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's. That's that's priceless. Uh, unlike Hunter Biden's art, that is priceless. That headline right there just made me kind of giggle when I saw it. But Hunter Biden's art dealer, of course, is the one that's coming out and saying this because nobody else is saying it. You don't have people at some of the uh, the big museums going, wow, Hunter Biden is just without a doubt going to be the most consequential artist of the century. 
We haven't had an artist this good in a hundred years. Nobody else is saying that, but the dealer, he is. All I gotta ask is, um, Hunter been sharing some of the stuff with you? Wow, this is some great art, man. Look at this. That's the greatest stuff like in a hundred years. You're awesome, man. Oh, my God. Some people, however, have been rather suspicious that the art career of Hunter Biden could actually facilitate some of the pay-for-play scheme going on. But I love, I mean, seriously, has anybody actually seen any of the Hunter Biden art? Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I understand the art is one of those, it's, it's in the eye of the beholder. You know, sometimes you'll look at some art and go, what the hell is that? And then other people um, will be uh, will will look at it a little differently. But the Hunter Biden art, I mean, none of that is all that great. And to come out and be like, yeah, this guy's going to be the most consequential artist of the set. I mean, George Bush's art, uh, in my opinion, and granted, you know, art, you know, it is in the eye of the beholder. In my opinion, um, George Bush's art is way better than Hunter Biden's. But then again, if you share enough crack and stuff, uh, then, then, yeah, it's going to look good. 233-9988. That is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Well, good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I was also the other spit with the uh, Hunter Biden <coughs> art, yeah. which I've seen Cal Patty, I've seen Cal Patty's in a pasture look more, uh, look, uh, more eye-appealing than that. Right. But the media, news media, surprisingly, just casually mentions it and then glosses it over. You're just showing what a whorehouse our mainstream news media truly is these days. They well, really are. For decades now. But they, they, they're just like, on the, oh, no, no, uh, Trump bad, Trump, uh, orange man bad. Look at orange man tax return. Oh, wait, they couldn't find anything in uh, Trump's tax return. Now they go quiet on that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, the, the, I, it, to, I, I, you know on, on a human level, I kind of feel bad for the mainstream media. You know, just because of the, oh, bless their heart kind of moment. Because you look at, and it's not just the mainstream media. I mean, it's it's the left in general as well. You know, with every single thing that they have come out with Hunter Biden. And I know what it's like in some of these newsrooms. You know, when they get that breaking story, it's kind of like that, you know, oh, this is going to put us there. It's going to get the listeners. It's going to get the viewers. You know, oh, it's going to be great. You know, and you get that all that excitement all build up about how great it's going to be. And in how many letdowns have there been? With with uh, with Donald Trump, and it makes you wonder at this point if there are not people in the newsroom of uh, well, I'm not going to say NBC because those guys seem to be still excited about it. But the other uh, organizations where somebody comes out and goes, "Hey, we got this thing on Donald Trump," you know, they're all like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, we've had no success with at, any of this yet. I look at the news media the same way that uh, some people would look at that guy, just cut him off and flip him off, goes and runs his car into a brick wall or a jersey barrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really sad that the, that the left even keeps trying to push the Donald Trump thing. At, at some point, you know, you just have to realize that every single thing that we have tried has failed. I mean, everything that they have tried against Donald Trump has failed. And on top of that, just about everything that Donald Trump has come out and said ends up being proven to be true. I mean, it's it's one of these things where just give it up. Wave the white, don't even wave the white flag. Just put it down and walk I just, away. 
I just wonder. I just wonder if they're already uh, hyperventilating and salivating over who to start opening the the mud floodgates on for next year. I mean, they've already got their their crosshairs on DeSantis. Yeah. But he's hopefully kept himself clean. I'm sure he's kept his nose clean, so they don't have any throats. So they're going to go full Disney on him, of course. They're going to go woke, and that's going to make them go broke. You know what? I think this. Th- I think this is going to be very bad for the left. Um, should Ron DeSantis actually get into this, and it is a uh, a primary versus Donald Trump and De- Ron DeSantis, because the reality is, the left has nothing on either one of them, and, and even if there is something on Ron DeSantis, uh, I'm sure it's just going to be some woke emotional BS as well. It'll be, and there's only they're so gonna much. Pull, they're gonna pull some- yeah, they'll they'll, they'll come, come up with something ass, like it did with the Russia probe. And yeah, like with Russia and everything else. Yeah, there'll there'll be something, but you know, it's it's really going to boil down. It's going to make the left look really bad when they come out and try to attack Ron DeSantis in the same way they attacked Donald Trump and don't have anything. They don't have anything to attack Donald Trump on. I mean, there's nothing left. Uh, I, I think it's going to look really bad for the left uh, when they come out to like, try to attack like- either one. They're, they're also like that cousin at the family reunion who's always trying to start something and then falls face into the first in the mud puddle. Yep, they're exactly. Again. Exactly. Hey, man, we're up against our uh, break at the bottom of the hour. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate right. it. Have a fantastic weekend. We will be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. Good morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Calling out the insanity of the left and doing it with a smile. The Brian Russ Show is back on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show, and happy Friday. Good morning. It's a cold one, by the way. It's not going to get that much warmer today, which kind of, I'm thinking, I'm on this excitement level right now. I've got way too much energy. I really do. I need to calm down. I need to, like, stop running around or something. I don't know what it is. But either way, um, with the weather right now, and I haven't looked to see what it is for the weekend, I have been wanting to go do some winter camping for, like, the longest time. Haven't done it. And I know that I'm thinking to myself right now, oh, we should go do that this weekend. It's only going to rain on Sunday. And yeah, it's not going to be all that cold on Saturday. I don't know. 
I say this, but you know what's going to happen is is within the next couple of hours, I'm going to get the text message from my golfing buddy who's going to say, golf tomorrow? And no matter what I plan uh, for tomorrow or the weekend, it's going to be, yep. I don't even think about that. And that's one of my problems, too. I, I've got such weaknesses. I really, I'm so weak in certain areas. I can't make decisions when it comes to eating food. I can make decisions like a snap on so many other things. The worst one is golf. And, and I get asked from my golf buddy, hey, you want to go play golf tomorrow? And I'm like, yep. And then I'm like, oh, hang on a second. Let me go check the schedule. Ooh, I got something I got to do tomorrow. Oh, that's all right. I'll just postpone that. <laughs> I'm so bad about that. I really am. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do golf tomorrow. It'll be round number six of my, uh, my 30 round uh, goal that I have. Um, so, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. You're right. You know what? I am having one of those ooh squirrel moments today. <laughs> I really, Clay, you're right. It's like ooh squirrel. And I think it's too much caffeine this morning. That, that might be another thing. That and the, the stuff that, that the stories this morning, I've got so much stuff to talk about and I'm not even sure which direction to go with some of it because some of it is just too much. I guess I got to go a little bit with um, the announcement coming out yesterday from Adam Schiff, that guy. However, you know what? Yesterday, I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching something with Fox News. Um, and um, uh, Dagan McDowell, who's the Southern Belle uh, on the show or on the network, she says something sometimes that you, ooh, she's almost like the, the female Greg Gutfeld. She said something yesterday about Shift and called him a, a particular name. And I, I, I actually had the double take on that, and I love the name. And I want to start using that, but I know that it's one of those, it's a borderline. It doesn't sound like it's a proper word. Um, and I know what's going to happen is that I'm going to screw it up, and I'm going to actually say it. I, I, I will. It's, it's what's going to happen. But um, Adam Schiff has announced now that he is going to run for Senator Dianne Feinstein's uh, Senate seat. Uh, even though Diane Feinstein hasn't officially announced that she's retiring, uh, I think that is about to happen. He said that he's already talked with her a little bit, um, and now he is going to run for that Senate seat. And he said that I always believed that what's right matters. The truth matters. And the, the, uh, and then he goes on saying that today's Republican party is gutting the middle class, threatening our democracy. You know, what are they going to get over that whole threatening the democracy thing? I mean, the only people that are really, truly threatening any sort of democracy uh, here in the country is the Democrats. And what I love is that Pencil Neck went on um, uh, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's show on MSNBC. This is like watching a craftsman toolbox with these two tools. I mean, first off, I can't believe that anybody watches Lawrence O'Donnell. That guy is the, the most arrogant hole that there really is. And it's just like, this is a guy who, number one, he's dumb as a box of rocks. So the fact that you're putting Lawrence O'Donnell split screen with, with uh, Adam Schiff, there's a whole lot of dumb looking going right there. But I just, I love the, uh, the, the interaction between the two. I, I felt a little dumber afterwards, but I want to play it for you. Just because in case you're feeling like too smart today, uh, this will help bring you down just a little bit. Uh, this was Adam Schiff uh, explaining why he's running for the, the, the U.S. Senate. Was the fact that you were blocked by Kevin McCarthy from serving on the House Intelligence Committee 
a factor in you deciding to run for Senate? No, I had made the decision uh, before that, uh, although I do think that Kevin McCarthy uh, gave me another powerful reason for Californians to vote for me, and that is they can make Adam Schiff Kevin McCarthy's home state senator. Um, but uh, my motivation was much deeper than, than Kevin McCarthy, uh, and it's the fact that our democracy remains deeply at risk uh, from the kind of extreme uh, MAGA Republicans that Kevin McCarthy, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Paul Gosart uh, and these others represent. Uh, and I think, Lawrence, you're exactly right. A big part of the problem is that the, the GOP under Donald Trump has uh, essentially forsaken the truth. Uh, George Santos, in that respect, I think is a prime example, really, uh, of the, the, the truthlessness of today's Republican Party. Uh, but to protect our democracy, I think it's also essential that we strengthen our economy. I've always felt, uh, as I know you and I have discussed, that part of the reason we have been susceptible to a demagogue is that for millions of Americans, the economy simply isn't working. They're working harder than ever. Uh, some can't keep a roof over their head. Others can't provide for their family or they see their quality of life as less than that of their parents. Uh, and it leaves them vulnerable to a demagogue who comes along and says that he alone can fix it. Um, these are the fights I've taken on in the House. Uh, I'd be proud to take them on in the Senate. Uh, and for those who want to donate or join. Yeah, we don't really want to donate or join, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, it's, th what amazes me is watching um, the Democrats, like Adam Schiff, come out and give their speeches about how the Republicans are, are tearing apart the middle class and the MAGA, the ultra-MAGA Republican. I mean, get off the ultra-MAGA thing, first off. I mean, oh, knucklehead. They don't even understand what MAGA is. I mean, if you ask them, hey, what does MAGA stand for? It's Donald Trump supporters and those crazy people in the right. No, make America great again. Well, that's racist. You just want to get us back to the way we used to be. No, we want the country to be great. We want businesses to flourish. We want people to be able to afford to have a, the American dream. We want the country to be safe. That's the stuff that we want. That, that, in a nutshell, is what MAGA wants. But you got people like Adam Schiff, who is just, I mean, this guy. Oh, hang on. Just, I, got, I got to remind myself. I, I got to write a letter. You are live on the radio. Um, there's so many things I want to say about Adam Schiff that I know I will get into some serious trouble if I say it. But he goes on, and he, like, he's got to compare George Santos. Oh, George Santos, and see, that's a perfect example of how bad the Republican Party is. George Santos, and if you don't know who he is, he's the uh, the idiot from uh, from New York uh, that uh, that won the uh, the Republican uh, congressional race, and he ended up lying about his resume. Uh, you know, it was it was really bad. And then they came out that he did drag, and then he tried to deny it, and then he came back. I mean, and the guy, he's a total piece. I mean, he's like a big old heaping, stinking mound of just nasty. But that has nothing to do with the rest of the Republican Party. And of course, they come out too and they're like, well, you know, the, the party's not saying it. No, the party's saying stuff. But here's the thing. This, this may not sit well with, with the Democrats um, when it's, you know, something that's not going for them. But look, it doesn't matter what the rest of the party has to say. I mean, all of us can say, man, this George Santos guy, he's got to go. He doesn't represent 
uh, all of us. We don't like this guy. He's got to go. But you know what? For us that live in CD1 or CD2 here in Florida, we have no say in it. Absolutely no say. We didn't elect the guy. You know, unfortunately, he, he may be part of some decisions uh, that may affect our lives. But the thing is, we didn't vote for him. We didn't vote for him. There's nothing that we could do about it. However, his constituents, they're the ones that we had to blame a little bit. Uh, but they're the ones who had to call for him to be to, to step down and, and everything else. I mean, there's a possibility that they may be able to kick him out, do some ethics stuff if he broke the laws. But overall, you know, the Democrats try to use that as another weapon to attack Republicans. And if you're paying attention, everything that the Democrats come out and say, like Adam Schiff, and, and this is going to be fun to watch him uh, later on, um, you know, oh, the, the economy is so bad and we got to do something and they're, they're gutting the middle class and on and on and on and on and, and oh, it's, it's so bad. But look at what the Democrats have done to us. You know, all of these policies that, that they have instituted for the past couple of years, they're the ones who've done it. And yet they come out and they're like, oh, the Republicans are so bad. It's just, it's and I'm going to get in there and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to be there for the middle class. And then I love it, too, because the Democrats right now are slamming on the Republicans because uh, of the debt ceiling. The Republicans are saying enough is enough. And I'm glad that right now the House, the Congress, is actually holding their ground on this whole debt thing. The Senate, uh, I, I don't feel so confident over there because Tater Todd McConnell, uh, Mitt Romney, uh, Susan Collins, and a few other um, individuals over there, I don't trust them. They will fold faster than origami. I mean, it is so bad. But... You know, here we are, the Republicans are saying, look, we can't do this anymore. We have to have, we had to cut the budget. We had to stop our spending so much because it is hurting the middle class. The Democrats come out and they're like, we need to spend more money. We need to spend more and put people more in debt. We're here for the middle class. Well, if you're here for the middle class, then you'd stop bending us over and giving it to us. I mean, we're not even getting a hug afterwards. And yet you got Adam Schiff coming out there. I'm going to run for the Senate and I'm going to, we don't need six years of that clown in the Senate. And of course it'll be 2024 when he runs. And there's a lot of uh, senators that are going to be up. Uh, Senator Rick Scott just also announced his reelection uh, bid for uh, his seat here in Florida, which uh, that will uh, be also in 2024. Oh. Kind of getting through all of this is uh, is is really, truly something else some days. 233-9988, that's the number for the show. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Tom, how are you this morning? Uh, I don't know. Listen to this stuff. But all I said, that old boy in New York. Yeah, Santos. Expect, yeah, what do you expect out of New York? What's that? What do you expect out of New York? Well, you know what? To be honest with you, um, the area that he is from, uh, and this is this is the biggest problem with New York, is that New York has got this like um, this stigmatism that it's all like that. But really, what we know of New York is New York City. Like the rest of the state is actually very Republican. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm kind of disappointed in George Santos because I didn't expect that from that particular area. Um, but then again, here's the problem. 
is that the media, for the most part, they don't vet these candidates enough. And, and that needs to happen. You know, I mean, with, with all the lies that he came out with, I mean, you mean to tell me that nobody, not even like his competitor, went, wait a second, that seems a little bit too good to be true. You know, we need to look into one or two of these things to find out. And nobody seemed to have done that. So, I mean, there's a lot of blame to be put up there. I mean, the guy, he's well, a little psycho. Yeah, well, also, you know, the, the left <clears throat> could have helped put him there. Yeah, so that, he knew he that's true. Bobby Rondo. <laughs> that, is, that is true. I mean, the, uh, the leftist media, they may have actually done their job. Uh, and vetted the guy and went, oh, this is a train wreck. Let's support him. Uh, you know, yeah. who knows? But um, hopefully that that he will smarten up. I mean, look, he's completely outcasted at this point uh, in his district. Like the Republican Party of his district, they want nothing to do with him. Uh, they've uh, they've already asked for him to be uh, uh, to to quit. Uh, you know, everybody there is like, we want nothing to do with this guy, and they've. So, I mean, he's not going to have a good two years. And if he does have two years, he's not going to get another reelection. I mean, that's for sure. Well, that, goes, that goes back to what I said. The, the, the left put him in there because the, the Republicans are going to jump on and he's going to turn right upside down. It's going to be hard. It's going to be pathetic. Yeah. But then again, I mean, with the way that the, uh, with McCarthy, with how he's running things, which again, I got to give props. He's, he's actually impressing me a little bit more than I was anticipating. Um, even if George Santos does stay in, I mean, he's going to be so neutered, uh, you know, that he's not going to have the ability to do really anything. He's going to be about as lame duck as it possibly gets. Um, and he'll be out in two years and nobody will care. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, nobody will care in about two or three months from now. Nobody will even know his name. He'll just be some lame congressman that just sits around. You know, that'll be about it. If he stays. Yeah. Well, we were talking about you at the video other night and, uh, uh, we just, us at the V and Ambest Town, we're kind of getting down, you know, serving this country and the way we're being beat down. And don't get me wrong, the whole country is being beat down. Mm-hmm. It's just, what's, where's the end going to come? I mean, it's just, I mean, the FBI, the CIA, I mean, every law enforcement group in this country is, is on, is cooks. Yeah, I mean, it's where we are right now in this country. It, it's it's very disheartening, and you know, especially for those uh, who have served in our military uh, and have made those sacrifices for freedom and everything. You know, it, it's got to be really hard, you know, to see where the country is going from your guys' standpoint. And and you know, I wish more people would would wake up and realize what's going on. But I, you know, here, Tom, this is the thing. I think twenty twenty three is going to be kind of a pivotal turning point for the country. And, you know, there, there's for a while I was really kind of concerned about how things were going to go. And I, and I still have that concern. But what I'm seeing now is, is I'm finally starting to see some politicians, the right politicians, kind of stand up to things. We're starting to see businesses stand up. We're starting to see more and more people stand up and say enough is enough. And as depressing as it really is getting, because it really truly is. I mean, when, when you break it down like this morning, you know, listening to the news on my way in, I got to a point where I said, I can't. And, and I, I had to turn on some music uh, just to change my mood to, to come into to work today. Um, but I think that if we keep a positive attitude and we keep the attitude of we're not going to put up with this, we're, we're not going to let the Democrats run things, we're not going to continue this, this path and we're going to do something about it, I think we can get through it. But, um, you know, the, the biggest problem that we have with this country is that it is a small minority of people that want their particular ideology and the rest of us have suffered. And when I say the rest of us, I mean Democrats too. 
You know, there's a lot oh, of yeah. Democrats that don't like the way this country is going, but, you know, they're being overshadowed by that small, louder group. And I think if we all end up being louder uh, and, it, you know, we don't have to go down the road of uh, burning cities down, but if we can be louder um, and make our point known, you know, that makes a huge difference. And things like, you know, calling the congressman's office, calling the senator's office, people think that, you know, that really doesn't do anything. But let me tell you, it does. Um, and, and I can tell you that, that my audience, man, you guys, you guys call Congressman Dunn's office all the time and believe me, they hear it. Um, because I, I, you know, I'm friends with, with a lot of the people that work for the Congressman and, you know, I've got a great relationship with the Congressman and I mean, they're pretty honest with me. They're very honest with me about, um, you know, the, 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 the response that they get from, from this audience, um, and how you guys keep them on their toes and you keep informing them. But this is something that we can't just do with our congressman. You know, this is things that, that people in CD1, they need to be calling uh, uh, Matt Gates's office. I mean, granted, his people never answer the phone, like never. And they don't return calls, but they'll get the messages. And if we do this around the country, all of these Congress people are going to see that, oh, my God, you know, today we got 200 phone calls about something. Oh, my God, we got 200 phone calls again today. Oh, my God, look at all these emails that we're getting. They hear it, and, and it does spark because they look at it as we need to be reelected. And when they're getting all flooded with all of these phone calls, all of these emails, that's when they realize we need to follow what the people are doing or I, I stand chance of not getting reelected. So we need well, to get involved. Well, that's true, but. Uh, we've kind of come to a degree down to be if if we don't get this ballot harvesting in, you can't you can't pat babies on the bus and shake hands and hug women and win an election anymore. Yeah, you got to get the ballot harvesting, the mail-in ballot. As long as they've got control of that, we're not going to beat them. Well, yeah, and and you know what? That's that's exactly one of the the biggest issues when it comes to the elections right now is is the the really the mail-in ballots. I mean, granted. Um, here in Florida is not as much of an issue because uh, we got a better handle on it. But, you know, it, it all it takes is one area. I mean, look, Arizona is an absolute mess. But this is yeah. another topic. You know, if, if we are all calling our senators, our, our our congresspeople in all of the districts, I mean, spread that out to all of your friends. Hey, uh, you know, call your local congressman and, and let them know. Call your senators. Let them know. Uh, and if they start getting calls you know, 100 calls, 200 calls a day, 100 emails, two, 300 emails that's saying, hey, address the ballot harvesting and knock that off. Uh, you know, eventually they're going to be like, man, we can't ignore this anymore because the people are pissed and this is what they're mad about. So we have to keep doing that. Um, sometimes it only takes a couple of minutes. And, and believe me, even if you don't talk to somebody in the office and you just leave a voicemail, their voicemail is not like, you know, some tape deck in a corner someplace that records it and that's it. No, it gets transferred over into like emails and everything else too. So there's record of it every time that you call. So that's what we got to do. We got to be on top of it and, and just let our local officials know. Um, and it doesn't take very long. Just a couple minutes, make the phone call and say, hey, um, not happy about this. Make sure that we stay on that. Yeah. Well, God bless. Hang on, Brian. And, um, have a good golf day. I'm going to try. Thanks, Tom. Have a great weekend. I appreciate the call. And you know, that's hang on is exactly what we need to do. We need to hang on, but action needs to happen. And I, I can tell you right now that, that this audience, that congressional district number one, you guys take action. I know because I get told, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's one of those, oh my God, what did you do on the show today? Kind of uh, responses because you guys 
make that effort. But you know what? It's, it can't just be us. We have to make sure that, you know, if we have friends that live in CD1, they need to do the same thing. In CD3, they need to do the same thing. If we've got friends in, uh, in California, they need to do. We need to spread that message out to all of our friends, use our social media, use our social networks, and start doing that. Because I know that it, it gets very disheartening sometimes where you're like, man, I can never get a hold of, uh, of a person. I don't actually talk to somebody. Believe me. They get the messages. And if we do that enough, uh, you know, around the country, not just here, because I know that Congressman Dunn's office does get a lot of messages. Um, you guys are great at doing that. Uh, and we also have to be respectful, too. You know, when we do this, we got to be very respectful. But getting the message out there, letting the, our, our officials know that we've had it with this and change course. They'll do it. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. Good morning. All right, welcome back to the show. We got to take a break for news coming up here at the uh, the top of the hour. We will come back. We got so much more to talk about uh, between the politics, the RNC getting ready to uh, vote their uh, their new leadership today. Ron DeSantis on the RNC. He's not happy with them either. Hang on, we got a break for news. We'll be back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of The Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Welcome back to the show in hour number two. By the way, PCB got some head up, heads up for you on this. Hang on. Let me, I got to do the, the reading. This is on my phone. I just got noticed that uh, due to a computer hardware malfunction, 
at a pumping station, there was a temporary loss of pressure at some of the uh, some with some of the water. Water pressure been restored uh, earlier this morning, but um, as a precaution, the uh, city of Panama City Beach is advising that all water used for drinking, cooking, making ice, brushing teeth, or washing of dishes be boiled. A rolling boil of one minute is sufficient. As an alternative, uh, bottled water may be used. So um, this is on uh, on all of the beach east of Richard Jackson uh, is under a boil water notice out on the beach. So if you are um, on the east part of the beach, and that does include uh, the unincorporated area, because that's where you get your water from, uh, there is a uh, boil water notice going on this morning. So uh, thanks to the, uh, the beach for giving us a heads up on that one. So uh, use some caution. This morning with your water. Boil the water this morning, which could be a good thing. Just boil your toothbrush while you're at it, too. Do people still boil the toothbrushes or just throw them out? I don't know. Either way, I had a confusing, like, break here. I was trying to do something, and I'm, I'm scatterbrained today. Like, today's, like, ADHD is, like, on, on ooh, squirrel. Like, big, fat, fast squirrel kind of thing. It's really bad. So anyhow, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about a lot of things. I just see what I'm telling you this morning is, is one of those is really, truly going to be one of those days where I'm uh, I'm a little scatterbrained. Too much caffeine might also be the uh, the issue. But um, I, I, this just cracks me up. I, I found so many stories today that just they, they make me kind of giggle. And they all seem to be very uh, leftist kind of oriented <laughs> with the stories. This one, when I saw this headline, it made me laugh almost as much as the headline about how Hunter Biden is going to be the most insult. Uh, uh, what was the headline again? It was the most uh, most uh, influential or whatever. It's going to be the big artist of the century. Okay, whatever. But the headline in this story was plant-based meat sales plummeted because they mimic real meat too closely. What a bummer. So the uh, the plant-based meat story, um, this, this just caught my attention, and I thought it was kind of funny. But the plant-based meat sales apparently took a major league uh, nosedive uh, in 2022. Because consumers simply can't stomach the product's overwhelmingly meat-like characteristics, according to the experts. After seeing a brief boom uh, in that, uh, you know, especially during the pandemic with the, uh, the plant-based meat, the impossible meat, the two mainstays of the plant-based meat, Beyond Meats uh, and Impossible Foods, are now struggling to just stay alive. Stock prices uh, have also taken a tumble for, for both the companies as well. And meat alternatives are the Achilles heel and it is attributed to the alleged success at making the product look, feel, taste, smell, and act just like animal meat. And unfortunately, consumers who are drawn to plant-based meats are apparently no longer as keen on the product that they uh, convincingly, uh, you know, were before. Which... I mean, that, why would you want to have the plant-based meat anyhow and have it taste like a burger? 
I mean, if you don't like burgers, I just, you know, I'm confused by that story. Just eat a cow. Because not to mention, when you eat a cow, you are helping out the environment. Remember that. Because of the cows and cow farts and the methane that's coming out of them. Of course, now the cow burps, too. They're adding that in, too. That's the other one. Cows are just so bad, they taste delicious, and now their fake ones even taste too delicious, we can't eat them. And they keep farting and burping, it's ruining the entire atmosphere. Just eat a cow. You're doing so much more. Not to mention, have you seen how they do the uh, the impossible meat stuff? It's just, that's gross. It's disgusting. But now the sales of the uh, the the fake meats the plant-based meats have uh, have kind of gone away because it tastes too much like real meat, which makes you wonder. It's like, what are you putting in that to make it taste like real meat if it's not real meat? Because there's there's no plant out there, no plant that tastes like a nice, juicy, thick cheese bacon burger. There's no cheese plant or bacon plant out there. It's just like uh, turkey bacon. Oh, my God, let's have turkey bacon because it's better for you. Yes. I, I, I mean, is eating cardboard better for you, too? Because that's what it's like. I mean, if if I'm going to eat food, I want it to be good. I do. And you know what? If if, if eating a pig, um, you know, is not all that good for my health and eating bacon is not all that good, then you know what? So be it. But at least, at least I'm going to eat some real food and not that, like, cardboard tasting stuff. But what would you want to have the plant-based meat taste like? If you don't want to actually eat meat uh, because of the fact that, all right, I'll give you the, well, you know, it's it's the poor little cows and I feel bad about eating the cow. So I'm going to eat the plant-based meat instead because it makes me feel better. But I like the taste of a burger. Well, all right, there, there you go. Here's your plant-based. But it tastes like meat. Yeah, because it, that's, that's the whole concept here. What did you want it to taste like? Broccoli? What are you eating? I'm eating a broccoli burger. Mmm, that sounds delicious. Or better yet, what's the other one? The artichoke. The artichoke burger. Oh, God. That just turned my stomach, actually. I mean, I I always hate it when somebody warms up artichokes. That's just... Okay. I need to change subjects. This just kind of makes me sick a little bit. And it's making me hungry for a real burger. Like a good, thick, juicy burger with that thick slice... Bacon and joy. I'm sorry. Did I ruin your breakfast now? Because now you're like, now I want a burger. You're sitting there eating your uh, your cereal and thinking, you know what? I really need a burger. Be a good thing for lunch, though. But here's my problem. Again, when it comes to decision making for food, I can't do it. Because I'll think to myself, okay, I want a burger today. I got to have a burger. But then I can't figure out which burger to have and where to have it at. I'll drive around for like five hours ruining the environment with driving around my gas-powered car uh, just so I could go eat a burger, uh, you know, and help save the environment, it, which kind of like balances it out, doesn't it? When I drive around waiting to try and figure out which burger to eat, and then I eat one which takes a cow out, so therefore there's no cow farts and no cow bur- I mean, it, it helps, right? It's like neutralizing. Told you, I'm kind of a hot mess today. So today is the uh, the Republican National Committee. They're going to do their vote, their their secret vote uh, on the new leadership, which I hate the fact that it's a secret thing. Let us know what you're voting for and who you're voting for and who voted for it. 
I get off with all the secret stuff. But uh, Ron DeSantis, he's uh, he stepped in and he says that he believes that the Republican National Committee needs a change and new blood. And he's actually thrown some support behind uh, uh, Harmit Dillon's uh, position on pulling the RNC out of the nation's, nation's capital, which I think that's a great. There's a lot of things that we need to take out of the capital. There's a lot of things we just need to just stop having, period. But taking it out of the capital is a good idea. And getting the RNC out of Washington, D.C., I think is a great idea. Put it somewhere else. Put it Florida. Put it here. We'll straighten them out. But he said that uh, I like what uh, Harmon has to say about getting the RNC out of D.C. And why would you want to have your headquarters in the most Democrat city in America? It's the most it's uh, more Democrat than San Francisco is. And he said that, uh, but I do think we need some fresh thinking. And that is so true. We really, truly need some fresh thinking. There's about three different people that are up right now uh, for this seat. Uh, Ronna McDaniel, uh, who is Mitt Romney's niece, who has had it for a few years now. Um, she's looking to be reelected. Um, uh, Hammett uh, is also looking to grab the seat. And Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, he also still uh, wants that seat. And as you know, my biggest push that I have when it comes to the RNC is marketing and getting the message out. And that has got to be so important because, look, the RNC doesn't really truly need the RNC chair doesn't need to be the one making the policy, making the, the, the determination of what we need to do. But they need to be the one to get the vote out. And quite frankly, Ronna McDaniel failed. She absolutely failed. She should be embarrassed to be running again and asking for the position again. Because the first question that I would ask from her is, what have you done for us lately? What is your successful track record? I'll give you a minute. Go ahead. You got nothing. And Mike Lindell, I mean, obviously there's a, um, there's a little bit of controversy that's been surrounding him for the past few years. But you know what? When you think of Mike Lindell, what do you think about? My pillow. Because the man knows how to get the message out. The man's, you know, super rich because of a pillow. Because he got the message out. And maybe just for the sake of him understanding how to message, he might be the, the, the best one for a couple of years. Have him do it. But uh, um, uh, Harmit um, ended up saying on her, uh, on her website that we need to decentralize the RNC out of D.C. and away from the lobbyists, the consultants, and frankly the beholden politicians who dictate the party's direction at the expense of what the voters want. One of the things that, that, that we've already started to see, uh, and I think this is a great thing and we need to continue moving in that direction. And, um, and Hammond has actually kind of pointed this out too. The Republican leaders from all wings of the party are hearing what voters are saying and objectively calling out our need to improve which means a change in leadership. And while I'm not seeking endorsements from any presidential candidate, I appreciate all representative feedback and support, she said. But you know what? There is a, a, a change and a movement where there are very influential people in the party that are starting to listen to the people more. And they're not going to listen to the people if we don't get up and speak. And that's what we got to do. Now, I know that my audience, you guys, you're, you're amazing. And you do reach out. 
You reach out to Congressman Dunn's office a lot. Um, we also need to reach out to Senator Scott's office. We also need to reach out to um, Marco Rubio's office. One of the things we need to do as well with Marco Rubio, by the way, is to tell him to knock it off with the trying to ban TikTok on our phones. If we don't want it, we don't have to have it. I mean, all, all, all for 100% the, the banning it on government devices. Yes, let's do that. But um, as far as my personal device, keep your damn hands out of it. And he is another one of those that's on the kick of that. But we need to let all three know what we want going on. But we also have to encourage our friends around the, the country to speak up. We have to speak up because if we don't speak up, then they're not going to know. And if we keep overwhelming them with what it is that we want, we the people, we'll start seeing some change. We'll start seeing more and more of the fight. And right now is the perfect time to get on top of that because as it is, we are seeing right now in Washington, um, and, and look, I'm fully giving the credit where the credit is due. Kevin McCarthy started to become impressive on this, but we need to make sure that we are letting them know. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Yes. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Uh, the reason that they want to ban TikTok, it's not because China is collecting our information and data. No. That's what they're it's saying. Because it's because we can put the truth out about the government and what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's the thing with social media is that we can do that. And, um, you know, as, as I've been saying from the very get-go, one of the problems that the Republican Party has uh, with TikTok is that they failed, but the Democrats were successful. And, you know, I, and I know that I spend way too much time on that particular app and a lot of social media, and, and I fully admit it, but I see, I see what's on there. And, you know, yeah, the, everybody the, sees what's yeah, on there. There's, I mean, like, it, there's like 80 million people that use it in America. And, and the Republicans came out and they're like, oh my God, China's manipulating the videos. It's like, so you mean to tell me that, that China somehow got a, a Democrat influencer uh, to get underneath a table and then convinced Barack Obama, of all people, Barack Obama was told by China to get on the floor underneath this desk with this person and make a video. I mean, come on. The Democrats did it right. You know, they used the app as they should have. They used the influencers as they should have. Meanwhile, the Republicans sat there with their thumbs up their butts going, what's going on? It must be China. No, the Democrats used it right. The Republicans need to learn how to use it right. There are so many, and I don't know if you're on it or not, but there are so many uh, conservative and Republican influencers on the app, and they get no cooperation from the party at all. Not even Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham doesn't even get involved in it. So yeah, I'm I'm on it. I've got things on it and such. Um, but there, there's there's so much information that the Democrats and the Republicans don't want out there. Mm -hmm. But you can't stop it. No, you can't stop this because we live in a free society. You're right. If people, if if. Even if the Democratic supporters and everything of Biden and Pelosi and stuff, they get on there, they they don't realize our sovereignty, our our very freedom is at stake. It is. It's not already been taken away from us, and we just don't know it yet. And they just haven't pulled that switch. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's very dangerous what's going on, and and we need to have these outlets. And and you know what, I I get the whole oh my god, China Chinese company. Uh, but when you look at the the dangers of other things, like just Google alone. I mean, Google yeah. alone is so much more dangerous, so much more intrusive of our privacy than TikTok will ever be. And and you know, right. um, Nora O'Donnell on CBS of all places. Uh, had probably said it absolutely the best when questioning uh, Janet Yellen about it. What is it that is on my teenage daughter's phone that is a national security threat? Yeah, I mean, I there's mean, no answer. I, I, yeah, I saw I saw a clip on there of Hillary, George Bush, Clinton, and Obama, and it sounded real to me. It's that like they were having a conversation about planning documents on Biden. Yeah. If we don't get rid of this guy. Yeah. He's going to bury all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and she, she know, said and, it too. And, and, and it's, I wish that, you know what? I wish that all the conspiracies and stuff on there were actually true. I wish that, you know, that they would go after Hillary. We keep constantly hearing, Oh, we're going to lock her up. We're going to lock him up and everything. You know, it, it, it's, I wish that it would just really happen because supposedly they've all been taken to Guantanamo and executed and that's their body doubles. <laughs> Wouldn't that be it's aliens? Yeah. So, but there are, there's a lot of proof and a lot of evidence of things of people wearing masks and all that. I mean, you just, you don't know. This is what, this is what I tell people. The people in the government, even Trump live in a world that we will never see, mm -hmm. never experience, never be able. Why do these people go into these into politics to actually serve? Their intentions are good at first, but then all of a sudden that money starts rolling in. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you've got Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. You've got they come out multi-millionaires, if not billionaires. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think wow. term limits are a good idea. They they shouldn't be. I mean, you do yeah, a lot of people do go in there for the right reasons, uh, but yeah. after a while, they get corrupted. They get sucked right into the the system that is there. And you know, maybe limiting the time that they are there is a really good idea. I mean, I like the idea of putting space in between. You can only serve X number of terms at a time before you have to take a break. I love that idea. I mean, if you want to be a public yeah. servant all your life, good on you. But being in that same position over and over and over again, I'm not keen with that. Hey, man, we're up against our break. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic weekend. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. Good morning. We start off with two words. The Brian Rush Show. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Calling out the insanity of the left. And doing it with a smile. The Brian Russ Show is back on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Friday. Once again, there is a uh, boil water notice in effect on the uh, the east end of the beach this morning from uh, from Richard Jackson Boulevard uh, East. So if you uh, you are on the water, make sure that you uh, well on the water. If you're on the water, man. Uh, if you're using water uh, from uh, east end of uh, the beach. Make sure you boil the water. There was a, a, an issue with the pumping station overnight. Um, just to make sure that it's all safe and, and good to go. Hey, by the way, starting next week, uh, municipal elections. Uh, we are going to be starting our uh, interviews. 
with the local candidates that are running for some of the local offices. The uh, the uh, the municipal election day is going to be April 18th. So between next week and April 18th, we're going to be having uh, as many of the candidates on that are willing to come on. We'll here find out a little bit more about them. So uh, keep listening. We'll tell you when they're going to be on. Hang on. We got a break for Fox News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We will be right back. This is the Brian Rust Show. Good morning. This On The Fly segment on The Brian Rush Show is brought to you by On The Fly, a new concept bistro and caterer located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, quick reminder, um, boil water notice going on for east end of the beach this morning. So if uh, if you need some water for uh, brushing your teeth, making your coffee, whatever it might be, uh, make sure that you are uh, boiling your water this morning uh, on the east end of the beach. Uh, that'll be going on for at least this morning. Um, so make sure that you got that done. They had, a, they had an issue with the pumping station last night, computer problems. Computer, aren't they supposed to, like, make our world better? Sometimes they seem to make it worse. Uh, but either way, uh, make sure you uh, boil that water this morning uh, on the east end of the beach. Geraldo Rivera, this guy is something else. He really is. It's like every time I turn around, I, it's one of those, I'm not sure I like the guy or what. And ever since the um, the Al Capone vault, he's he's really kind of been a joke. And sometimes I think Fox News has him on just for the joke factor. But last night, uh, Geraldo was on uh, Hannity, and he this whole thing with the Second Amendment and guns, and mm, now that we have um, semi-automatic assault pistols now, <laughs> but he was on uh, on brandishing a musket during a debate about the Second Amendment. Um, actually, it was Tuesday, I guess it was um, when he was on with um, with Sean Hannity. And last week, uh, Geraldo falsely claimed that the AR in AR-15 means assault rifle. And I'm sorry, anybody that comes out and uses that right away, you automatically disqualify yourself from the discussion about gun safety. I mean, just automatically. Like, nope, just stop. I, I, I can't even have the conversation with somebody when they say, AR is assault rifle. Uh, no. It's not. And, of course, he got corrected on it, that the fact that the two letters actually stand for Armalite Rifle, which is the company that designed and uh, built the original AR-15. But uh, what ended up happening was Hannity had reminded uh, Geraldo that AR does not stand for Assault Rifle, to which he then protested that he merely described the AR-15 as an assault rifle. Like, like no, that's not what I was just saying. But then he goes on to add a little more stupid to it. And Hannity had shot back at him saying, you're probably, uh, you probably had not fired one and compared and contrasted, to, uh, contrasted it to other weapons. The reality is whether it's a pistol, whether it's a rifle, America's Second Amendment is clear. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is such a difficult thing to understand. It really is. I mean, the... Second Amendment, the most complicated amendment in the entire Constitution. 
And of course, then invoking California Governor Gavin Newsom, who uh, recently just kind of started slamming on the Second Amendment again, Hannity added in that he's surrounded by armed guards. Hollywood elite are surrounded by armed guards. The people that make this country great have a right to defend themselves and their families and their properties. And by trying to take that away from them, they are denying them the very security that the elite have. And then ask, why would you support that? Why would you do, uh, what would you do if somebody broke into your home? And as Hannity was kind of talking down at, uh, at him, Rivera had spoke off camera to somebody saying, give me that rifle. And then Geraldo Rivera appeared on screen with a muscle-loaded long gun. At which point he then shouted, this is what weapons looked like. This is what they looked like when the Second Amendment was passed. This is what they looked like. I, I love that argument. Because you look so incredibly stupid when you do that. Yeah, but way back then we had uh, we had these for the guns. It was just the muskets. You know things change. You know that we have a constitutional right to roam. That's basically, in a nutshell, how it's laid out. That you have a constitutional right to roam, which means the government can't tell you that if you want to go from Panama City to Miami, go ahead. You are free to go. If you want to go to Miami, go ahead. Nobody's stopping you. But you know what's not in the Constitution? Nothing's in the Constitution that says uh, you have the right to a horse and buggy to be able to go from Panama City to Miami. Just simply says you got the right to roam. You've got that freedom to go ahead and roam. And since then, you know, we have gone from foot to horse, horse and buggy, trains, Cars, airplanes, spaceships. I mean, we, we've, we've, we've evolved. And the Constitution was very plain about that. You just have the, simply the ability to roam. Same thing with the, the Second Amendment. Second Amendment is that your rights to bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say that your right to bear a musket shall not be infringed. Bear arms. And they said it that way because they knew that technology would change. Because even in the lives of the founding fathers during their lifetime, weapons had changed. The development had changed. So they knew. So every time that you see these leftists come out here and they start doing that, uh, it, it just makes me shake my head like, really? I mean, is that the best argument that you have? And I love this because the left, constantly got to blame the gun. It's the gun's fault. That inanimate object that's sitting there that can't do anything on its own except for a, a, maybe a gun that's at the Rust uh, movie set, which I really hate the fact that that's the name of the movie. I really do. Can they just change that? Um, that seems to be like the only gun in the world that just literally does get off and, and shoot and kill people itself. But the fact that that is their argument all the time, uh, it, it makes me kind of laugh. It really does. But they never want to address the, the root cause to things. And the other thing about the Democrats when it comes to gun control is that they never like to, oh, geez, let's talk about um, who's actually doing all the mass shootings. Oh, it's those ultra MAGA people. Well, how about before ultra MAGA? Who was doing this? It was, it was the Trump supporters, the MAGA people. 
All right, well, what about before the MAGA people? It was just the people, the Republicans, all of which not true. As we have seen over and over again, that it's the leftists that are doing the mass shootings. Where did we see a handful of mass shootings all within 48 hours? Was it in a Republican-run area? It was in Democrat California, performed by a left-leaning person. The argument just, it, it, it really kind of disturbs me a lot. It really, it really truly does kind of drive me crazy uh, to watch the left's argument when it comes to that. And yes, same with the government. They had weapons. Uh, you know, it was the same weapons then that the civilians had. And of course, what's his nuts there? Uh, the president, what's the guy's name? Biden just had a total Biden moment. Um, you know, when he comes out with the ridiculousness of the only way you can uh, fight the government is with an F-15. Do you have an F-15? Really? Really? Is, is that the best argument you got? Just very sad. It really, truly is. We got to talk about coming up uh, the uh, the Project Veritas situation. Have you seen the video on that? Oh, I think this might be Pharmaceutical Gate. That'll be coming up on that one. I love Project Veritas and the fact that they expose so many of these people. Uh, but we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Also, the National Archives now putting out a request to all former presidents and vice presidents you know, the couple of them that there are. Uh, hey, go through your stuff to make sure you don't have any secret documents. Quite honestly, considering the fact that we are 14 years out from when Joe Biden was a senator, maybe that message should be a more of a blanket message out to all government officials. Excuse me, everybody. Can I have your attention, please? Everyone? Yes, can you go through all of your stuff to make sure you have no classified documents because we're not doing a good enough job to make sure that we have it all. Like, first, if you haven't watched um, some of the people get out there and actually uh, talk about the um, the procedure for classified documents and how it goes. And if, if you if you're not aware, um, it's basically you have to go into the skiffs, which is a secure room. Uh, you know, it's a room that doesn't have uh, videos in it, doesn't have audio in it. Uh, you can't bring anything in there. The whole nine yards, um, you know, it's it's uh, an area where. Um, you can't listen into it from the outside. You know, it, it's it's a secure little cube that you can go and you can read these classified documents. So you mean to tell me that the National Archive, who, I mean, somebody has got to be the one to go, okay, here is, um, there's the, uh, the, the top secret de- uh, documents. These are the classified documents that you're going to read. Um, leave them here. And then the person that brought them in there didn't come back in and go, oh, hey. Um, there's, there's the post there. Where's the, so where's the record keeping? That's a question that I have. How is it that somebody like, um, I mean, granted Sandy Berger, he got busted because he shoved him down his pants. But how is it that somebody like Joe Biden as a Senator can walk out with classified documents and nobody notices and it's 14 years later, maybe even longer. Cause who knows how long it was that he had it as a senator, but at minimum 14 years later, that all of a sudden, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Well, I got some documents that are that are classified from back when I was a senator. You know, 14 years ago when I left the Senate to be, uh, become the vice president and nobody noticed. 
I mean, that, that right there should actually be a call for what the heck is going on. Who's, who's keeping track of our classified documents? Especially when the Trump situation, where literally, like, he's walking out, they're walking out to the helicopter and going, hey, I don't think they're supposed to have that stuff. And, of course, he worked with them right away. But how, how can we go so far without it? Because, look, I've got some friends that, that deal with classified documents and have in their military career. And they're shaking their head at this whole thing like, I don't even understand how this works. You know, it's like, how is this even happening? 233-9988 is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Yeah, I was born in 53. I remember back, you remember the libraries checking out books? Yes. Yeah, you could check out Peter Pan or Little Bunny Rabbit. And if you were late two days, they knew it. Yeah, and they're coming to get your book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you mean to tell me that the the federal government, the people that are in charge of classified documents, didn't go, hey, um, where's that, where's that one that we just dropped off to Senator so and so? It's like, how do you lose track of that stuff? I mean, that should really, truly, I mean, aside from these people having it, you know, that's bad. But somebody should be bringing up, we should look into this because uh, the librarians aren't uh, aren't keeping track of stuff. Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, you're right, though. It's a perfect example. You know, the library, uh, you know, growing up for for the younger people that are listening. This is a place where you could go and you could get a book and check it out and take it home. Uh, you know, those those librarians, they were always on it. You know, I mean, if you were a day late and they saw you in the hallway in the school, they knew. Be like, Brian, where's that book you got? <laughs> so it's it's it really somebody should be bringing that question up. Of, uh, of the accountability of who's actually paying attention to these documents. Because if we can yeah. go as far as we have with Joe Biden having documents back when he was a senator and he's got these documents and nobody has said, um, hey, who checked that out last? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I even think uh, they charge something like three cents or a nickel a day for every day of the week. Right. Imagine what that late fee yeah. is for for Joe Biden right now in those documents. It's crazy, <laughs> but yeah, very. That'll be about that'll be about a thousand dollars a day for every day they've been missing. So. No kidding, that would be a good one. I like that. <laughs> hey man, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. That's a great analogy. Have a fantastic weekend. But you know that that is a really good question. Why are we asking the librarians about this? Hey, why aren't you paying attention to stuff? Two three three ninety nine eighty. It's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, good morning, Brian. Corey from Lynnhaven. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you, Corey? Hey, pretty good. Uh, yeah, just, you know, reference all these classified documents, uh, you know, and the mishandling of it. I mean, look, I did 20 years in the military, had access, and, and saw some, some pretty classified stuff over my career. And, you know, the thing is, is that when you mishandle documents like that, all right, first of all, you have to have a security clearance just to be able to, um, you know, view or possess or, or, or any of this stuff, right? Yeah. So, if, if the person who is who has the security clearance, all right, failed to handle these documents appropriately, at what point are we going to start questioning how when when is their security clearance going to become revoked? Yeah. Okay. You can't just you can't just have you can't continue to have a security clearance, especially at the uh, the top secret SCI or anything like that, and and still have access to this stuff, but you don't know how to manage it. So at what point are we going to start revoking security clearances, which would essentially make someone unqualified? 
to hold office. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, a perfect example of the uh, the what's going on here. You remember the kid? Um, God, it's it's probably six or seven years ago, I think. That uh, it was a submariner and a uh, submariner, and he uh, he took a picture of himself, like a selfie, in the sub. Yep. Um, with nothing classified in the background, nothing, yep. I mean, that, that anybody could look at and go, oh, my God, look, we, we've got it. Now we can sink all the submarines. I mean, it was nothing. This kid went to jail. You know, yep. his life is yep. completely ruined, and yet you've got somebody yep. like, you know, Senator Joe Biden that's taking documents home and leaving them in his garage next to his uh, Corvette that his crackhead son takes out on the weekends with a bunch of hookers. Right. I mean, right. I, come on. I, I agree with you 100%. You know, and, and this is the double standard, you know, one of many double standards that, that I see. All right. You got a standard for the military and then you got a standard for politicians. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a standard for Democrats. You got a standard for Republicans. At right. what point are we going to start holding everyone to include ourselves to the same standard? If yeah. you screwed up, you screwed up. You know, yeah, just exactly. admit it, you know, fix it and move on. Right. I, that's why I, I wish that the, the kid from the Navy, I, I wish he would sue the crap out of the government. I mean, sue it for everything oh, yeah. that it's worth, uh, considering yeah. what's going yeah. on now when, you know, he didn't yeah. have anything classified. Uh, there was nothing in the background that was classified. You know, it was basically the wall of a submarine uh, that we've all seen in a million movies. So there's nothing sure. that was that was critical about that photo. And yet his life got destroyed. Yeah. Meanwhile, the political yeah. police, the police, uh, the elite political class does this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've got access to things that that kid never would have. So that's right. Come on, that's right. Yeah. Well, cool, Brian. Well, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, we'll be, man. We'll be talking to you. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Um, but th- this whole thing with the classified documents, we need to get a handle on this. I mean, what does this say to our enemies as well? And considering how easy it is for for some politicians to be bought off and blackmailed. What's it going to take to, uh, you know, get a politician that, you know, our enemies know so easy to get them? I mean, look, Swalwell, all we need to do is send a Chinese hooker after him. And the next thing you know, bam, spy in the bed with uh, Swalwell. But, yeah, we do need to hold the accountability. And, again, that perfect example, the, the Navy submariner who literally took a selfie in the submarine with nothing classified behind him. Nothing, nothing, a threat to the submarine, nothing at all. It was just a picture. Didn't even post it anywhere. Didn't even post it online. Just had the picture and goes to jail. His life is completely ruined. Yet you've got people like Joe Biden, who as a senator, who had no legal authority to declassify anything and to take anything with him, had stuff from his days as the Senate. Then once again, didn't have the legal authority to declassify anything as a vice president and took documents as a vice president. Now, granted, there's the argument with Trump about how, hey, I declassified that stuff because he had the authority to declassify that stuff. And that's an argument going on. But he was also the president with the authority to do that. So Biden did not. And not only did he not have that authority and still take the stuff, he mishandled it afterwards. I mean, I'm sorry. If I had some top secret documents, the last thing now I'm going to do is like, ah, oh, hey, hey, go throw this in that box over there by the Corvette in the garage. 
irresponsibility and the double standard is there. I mean, look, um, bottom line, if you're going to treat a, uh, a young kid who's in the Navy in a submarine taking a picture, not posting it and spreading it everywhere like a criminal, you're going to throw him in jail, ruin his life, do the same damn thing to a senator, do the same damn thing to a former vice president, do the same damn thing to a congressperson, even Mike Pence. Mike Pence, dude, what are you doing with stuff? And granted, I understand that there may be, you know, an occasional slip that somebody, a staff member may have put something in there. And I get that. You know, that might be the case with Mike Pence. But come on. We need to have the same standards. And we need to make sure that we are are holding our, our politicians to the very same standard that we are the military people, and everybody else. We really do. Hey, speaking about standards, why don't you raise your standards for lunch today and go check out On The Fly Bistro and Catering. They are located right there in the shops at Edgewater next to Firefly. And the great thing about them being right there next to Firefly is they got the same chefs, which means you know what the quality of the food is going to be like. It's going to be awesome, whether it be the sushi chefs, so some amazing sushi uh, for lunch today, or you can go off and get, uh, you know, some rolls, some Asian dishes, uh, even some of their, their incredible artisan sandwiches as well. On the Fly Bistro and Catering, that's where you need to go check it out. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Uh, don't be afraid to go try it out. It's a, it's a good high-quality lunch. It's fast, but it's not that fast food stuff that does just make your stomach kind of feel a little later on. Go check that out on the fly. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. On the fly, Bistro and Catering. Off the beach next to Firefly, across from American Charlie. All right, guys, we got to take a break for news coming up here at the top of the hour. We will be right back. Of course, take some of your calls as well. 233-9988. Hey, all, we will be right back. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of The Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, hang on, I'm coming. Hi, hey, what's up? Welcome back to the show. And uh, hour number three, happy Friday. The weekend is here. It is cold, too. Not, not, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm okay with it. I was going to say I'm not all that thrilled, but then again, might do some camping this weekend. Which you can't camp when it's hot. But now I just got to find a place. Find a place to go do that. Anyhow, welcome back to the show. Uh, and you know what? The uh, the first, appre- uh, first responder appreciation lunch, military appreciation lunch, uh, that we're doing at uh, American Charlie's. Uh, can I tell you how much fun I had at the last one that we did? Uh, only had a couple of guys that were at that one, and we are going to be doing another one coming up here in a couple of weeks, um, and we'll be announcing, uh, we'll be reaching out to the the, the next uh, group of people that will be uh, selected for that guest list. I had so much fun there. 
Because I love talking with with people, and uh, you know, being able to, to talk with some of our uh, our first responders, first uh, for our military people, that is it's a lot of fun for me. I enjoy it. Two three three ninety nine eighty eight. That is the phone number for the show this morning. Good morning, welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, it's Billy. <laughs> you know what? I'm doing pretty good for Friday. Uh, yeah, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Okay, I- I've got two things. Mm-hmm. Quick, like uh, this whole Biden and the document. Everybody just needs to forget about it. Nothing's going to become of it until they find proof that Trump staged it. He staged all those documents years ago. Yeah. He had he had watched an episode of The Simpsons that never got released. Yeah, but he yeah. watched an episode of The Simpsons where it showed that he staged them documents. Yeah, Nothing's actually, gonna happen until- you know what? I, I think that you were partially right that I don't think anything's going to happen unless uh, and here's an unless. First off, I think that what's going to end up happening with with all the document thing is that it's now completely weakened the case against Donald Trump. So the question is going to be, do you continue to pursue Donald Trump? And then they say, um, hello, what about the sitting president, the guy that sucked to the, the, the company, the, uh, the government after me? Um, so they're going to have to do something. Either they have to go after both of them or they go after neither one of them, which I think they may, depending on the next thing that the next point that I've got, they, they're probably going to be like, all right, uh, you guys were bad. Don't ever do it again. But if any of the information that has been stored at Joe Biden's house where crackhead Hunter had access to it shows up on the laptop that is going to trigger a whole other ball game. And I, and that's something that I'm waiting to see happen because, um, you know, obviously that should be a, a, a concern. You know, Hunter Biden had access to the home, had access to all these documents. Did any of that information show up on the laptop? If, if I was in Congress right now, I, that's the demand that I would be like. I'd be like, hold up on everything else in the investigation. Those that got the clearance, I want you to review the two and find out if there's anything there. And if there is, then the storm that that is going to release is going to be unreal. And Biden will really be done. They're going to feather off on Trump. It's going to be slow, but they're going to feather that off. But if if you want to really get down to the notes and panties, think about the Clintons in China when Clinton was in office. Yeah, yeah. Selling secrets. It does make you wonder, too, how much information is going to come about uh, from Bill Clinton and Al Gore as well. Now that uh, the archives have said, hey, everybody, go look at your stuff. Uh, that'll be interesting. Nothing become, nothing become of that. It all got washed away. Yeah. I mean, there's so much of it that's popping up now that it's going to be like, well, you know, it's just kind of a standard practice. But I think, I, honestly, I do think that the one thing that will make a big difference in this document thing is if any of that information shows up on Hunter Biden's laptop or anything that is even remotely hinted uh, oh. to it. And uh, speaking about Geraldo a while ago, yeah, stick his foot in his mouth on many occasions. Okay, hey, those assault rifles in his neck. Well, years ago, Waldo had his ass completely beat because he had done an interview uh, with a wrestler. Yes. And he made the comment that wrestling is fake. Well, Geraldo found out wrestling ain't exactly fake. It's a 
stage show, but he found out. Yeah, he, he, he found out about that really hard. Yeah, I mean, Geraldo's yeah. had uh, an interesting career. I mean, going all the way back to the Al Capone vault, uh, he is kind of a joke, and I've never really been able to take him serious as a as a reporter, as a commentator. I mean, even when he was, it was it Iraq or Afghanistan, wherever he was, where he was, where he was shot at, where they missed, unfortunately. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's just never had, in my eyes, any credibility. So when he gets out there and starts talking about guns, it's like, dude, shut up. Stop talking. Yeah. I like Geraldo. He's entertaining. He is. He's entertaining. He's actually factual or whatnot. He's entertaining. Yeah, I, I, like I don't take him... I don't take him serious as a reporter in any way whatsoever. He's 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 almost like a, a goofy talk show host, which is kind of what he needs to go back to doing some some goofy TV talk show thing or whatever. Maybe, maybe you can go over to CNN and do a late night talk show up against Greg uh, Greg Gutfeld because they're looking for somebody that's funny to do that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, I just thought I'd throw them a couple of points. Well, thank maybe you. Ought to become a reporter and take. Uh, place. You know what? To, to be honest with you, Billy, there there are so many citizen reporters now that blow the reporters, the professional reporters, out of the water that it, it's almost like, why are there reporters anymore? You know, because oh, yeah. they're just not doing a good job. Exactly. Yeah. Anyhow. Hey, Billy, thanks so much for the call. Anyway, have a good one, buddy. You too. Have a good weekend. Thanks for the call. 233-9988, by the way. That is the phone number. And you know, it is sad when you look at uh, at media nowadays um, and reporters, which th- there's a big problem when it comes to to good journalists nowadays. They are first and foremost hard to come by. But on top of that, nobody's really getting into that as a career. You know, one of the the problems that that a lot of television stations are having nowadays is actually finding reporters. As a matter of fact, uh, what generally happens. Uh, with, uh, with especially with TV reporters. Uh, and in, in radio, in a lot of ways, is the same way. You generally get started off um, in some sort of a small little market where you, you hone your craft and then eventually you work in the, the big markets. I mean, that's kind of what I did. You know, I started off in a little market and worked my way all the way up to the big majors. Um, but even like TV reporters, like this market here, uh, you know, is a perfect example. We are a, a, a small market for television. And we'll get those reporters right out of college or their, you know, their first job uh, outside of an internship where they, they become their reporter, they hone their skills. And then obviously what happens is the, the bigger market goes, wow, that person's doing really good, snag them. And, and then that, that's why we lose them. I mean, we see, we see uh, our two TV stations here uh, go through reporters like crazy. And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just because they're honing their craft to go to a bigger place. And the bigger markets right now, they're desperate to actually get uh, good reporters. I mean, it's a point now where they're, they're practically sucking them right out of uh, college. It's like if somebody's like, hey, I'm, I, I want to, yes, come, come work for us. We'll train you. Uh, there's not enough of that. And, you know, citizen reporters nowadays is, uh, you know, revealing a lot more information um, than some of the, the big-time reporters are. I mean, look at Project Veritas. Project Veritas alone, my God. Uh, what this guy's been able to do. And if you haven't seen the latest one, uh, the latest uh, round that has come from Project Veritas, who, again, this is somebody that's been, they, that the left have been so afraid of, Project Veritas, that they have, they have banned them from, uh, from a lot of the social medias, mostly because of that, they're just out there telling the truth. 
And I can't even play the audio uh, from the, uh, the the latest Project Veritas video, but they, uh, they're they going after the pharmaceutical companies. And this is the other thing that, that um, I can't wait to see more of, of the, uh, the Twitter uh, files on this type of stuff. And I would love to see this investigation like into Facebook as well, you know, to reveal what it was that they, they blocked. But uh, Project Veritas, if you haven't watched the video, James O'Keefe, who's the founder of it, he said that his organization had obtained some internal Pfizer documents verifying that Jordan Walker, as Pfizer's director of research and development uh, strategic operations, uh, and according to uh, the Project Veritas, uh, it revealed in great depth the possibility of Pfizer mutating the SARS-CoV-2 virus, which is responsible for COVID-19 as a way to develop the mRNA vaccines against future variants. There's so many layers of what has gone on with COVID-19. To be honest with you, I'm not sure we'll ever get to the bottom of it. But it seems like every time that we pull back yet another layer of that onion, the smell is getting worse and worse and worse. And what the government was uh, was behind. I can't wait for the uh, the hearings that will start in uh, in Washington where they're going to bring in Dr. Fauci. I really, I can't wait for it because there are a few Republicans that are going to be on that panel that, that they're going to eat him for lunch. It'd be very interesting to see, uh, see what does happen uh, with those investigations in Washington. And, you know, I've, I've got to say that I'm being, uh, I got to give the props where props are due. Kevin McCarthy uh, is really stepping it up way more than I anticipated him to step it up. Uh, with some of the things that he is doing in Washington. And now this is why I can't wait for uh, these particular investigations. I mean, granted, I I was very tired of hearing, when we get in charge, we're going to investigate. Well, now that you're in charge, let's do it. Let's get to the bottom of things. Let's find out what's going on. But when you do have citizen, citizen journalists like Project Veritas that gets out there and they are relieving or revealing some of this information. It really makes the professionals look bad. And 2023, I'm telling you, is, is going to be a turning point for this country. And I'm, I'm very hopeful that it's going to be a turning point on a positive. Not exactly positive for some people, but those are the people that deserve it not to be positive. Because we're already seeing the war on woke being won. We're seeing more and more companies that are stepping up and saying, yeah, I can't do this anymore. We're starting to see some of the media kind of look at it and go, <laughs> we can't avoid this too much longer. It's kind of in our face too. We got to say something. MSNBC, by the way, they'll never cave to this. They're so glued to what they're doing and, and the ideology that they'll never come off of this. I mean, that network is going to fall apart before they finally admit, if they even do. I mean, that network will be shut off, turned off, everybody fired, and they'll still probably be sticking to their guns. And Joy Reid will be screaming racism. It's all racist. No, it's called facts, and you're not following them. No, facts are racist. That, that network is it's absolutely horrible. But if you didn't get a chance to watch the Project Veritas video, uh, go Google it uh, and check it out. Uh, it is very revealing. Um, and uh, it might be uh, a big black eye on Pfizer. It might be Pfizer gate. 
uh, coming about. 233-9988 is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Russ Show. Brian, Snowbird Bob. Back hey, again. how you doing, Snowbird Bob? What's going on? Well, I knew I had to call you when you mentioned camping. Are we ready? You know what? Uh, I'm I'm thinking I am. I don't. I, and this is my problem. Every time that I say I'm going to do it, do it this weekend, it ends up something happens where I can't go. But I don't know. I I do want to do it, but I'm not sure where where you can actually do some camping right around here right now because I I thought that like, and I was going to wuss out a little bit. Uh, and I'll admit it, I was going to do like uh, St. Andrews State Park. I don't even know if they could do it anymore. I mean, I'm all about doing like some primitive stuff, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we Pine Log State Forest. Yeah, that's right. The Pine Log up there on 79. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. They got three primitive sites. They're real nice. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's a possibility. Maybe this weekend. Um, I, I got to watch the weather because, you know, might see some rain on Sunday. Um, that and it also depends on my golf. Because uh, I, I know that I'm going to get the text message sometime, probably in the next hour. Hey, you want to golf tomorrow? Um, and if it ends up being like last weekend, Oh, my God. I ended up playing two rounds of golf last weekend, and after that was done, I couldn't move, let alone do, go camping. So I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to do it, um, you know, and, and maybe we need to get some of us all together, and we'll go, uh, we'll go do some camping, without a doubt. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stay in touch with you. But, all right. Uh, back, back off on the express, though, huh? I got to I got to ease off on that a little bit. And and I'm, and my cardiologist listens to the show and I have an appointment with him coming up in a couple of weeks and, and I'm waiting for him to go, dude, dude, back off on this. Fired up that first hour. Yeah, it, it does get me fired up. Um, so I probably shouldn't drink it as much as I do, but I like it. So I do. Uh, but definitely stay in touch with me. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe we'll get a, a kid camping trip together. I think that would actually be, a lot of fun to go do some primitive camping. None of that sissy stuff. And, and that, maybe that's one of the right. reasons why I didn't go do the uh, the other campground because I was like, eh, I have to turn my man card. You can only do one night anyway. You're working, so you know you can only do it Friday or Saturday night anyway. So. Yeah, generally. So, But uh, you know what? That's a good possibility. We still have a few weeks left, or a good month or so left of uh, some nice cool weather. Uh, and maybe we'll we'll put something together and, and, and get out and do it. But uh, thanks for the call, okay. man. I do appreciate it. Goodbye. Have a fantastic Goodbye. afternoon and a great weekend. Um, yeah, camping. I got to go do it. I really do. I can't do it in the heat, though. It's got to be in the cold. Because, like, you have to be, like, chilly when you're up against the fire and got to all bundle up and do it. And you can't, you can't go to a campground that's got the bathrooms and the, the defined grills and all that. Because that's glamping. It's not the real stuff. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Take some more of your calls, too, at 233-9988. Hang on. We'll be right back. What you got? This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on. News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, good morning. It is Friday, finally. Thank God for that. Uh, Later on today, the RNC is expected to do their big vote. They're going to vote on new leadership in the RNC. This is going to be interesting to see how it turns out. Even Big Daddy D is saying, you know what? Uh, we need some fresh stuff here. We need new people. There are three different people that are up for the um, the, uh, the the top seat at the Republican National Committee. Uh, Ronna McDaniel is one of them. She's the one who's uh, served as the head for, for a little while there. And quite honestly, uh, the question is, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately is what the party should be saying to her because, look, let's face it, 2022, she was a failure, an absolute failure, and it's time to move on, and I really do hope that the Republican Party is starting to wake up a little bit 
and understanding that they need fresh blood. But we also need uh, a lack of establishment going on. Mike Lindell from the My Pillow Company, he is also uh, put his hat in the ring uh, for the leadership role in the RNC. Uh, and the other person that has also put um, her hat in the uh, the ring for that, uh, what's the last name? Dillon? Uh, Dillon? Is that the name? Yeah. Um, she also wants to get the RNC out of Washington, D.C. So right now, there's at least two good people uh, that have the potential for, um, you know, taking the RNC into a new direction. But the question is, will those who get to do the voting, who do it in a secret ballot, not reelect Ronna McDaniel. We'll find out later on today uh, what happens with that. But you know what? If if the Republican Party really truly wants to make a difference, if they want to win in 2024, there are things that have to change. Kevin McCarthy is going to obviously do a lot to to try and get some bills passed. I've uh, again, you know my how critical I've been of Kevin McCarthy, but right now. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I've got to give him some props with what they're doing now. Looks good. Now we, you got two years of holding to it, so let's see what happens. And he's also fighting something he should have been doing a long time ago. But, you know, hey, we're talking about the now. So we'll see what happens. But Joe Biden, the other day, he even came out and he said, he said, uh, you know, if uh, if the Republicans uh, send this stuff with budget cuts and everything else, I'm going to veto it. But the sad part about uh, the statement that came from Joe Biden, which first off was stupid, and it shows how dumb he is and how much of, of a danger he is to this country. But the real problem is the Senate and people like Tater Todd McConnell and Susan Collins and Mitt Romney, who you know will not go for these budget cuts because, well, they're going to they're gonna side with the Democrats. And we need every single Republican in the Senate to vote yes for this. And we need a handful of Democrats to also say we need to do the responsible thing in this. And then if Joe Biden vetoes it, there's not enough support and not enough people for the Republicans to override the veto. So getting that message out is going to be really important. We'll be right back. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show, a news talk at 101, is back. back to the show. Good morning. Hey, by the way, for those of you that are on the east end of the beach from uh, Richard Jackson Boulevard, I almost called it what I normally call I have a nickname for uh, for Richard Jackson Boulevard that is <laughs> it's it's inappropriate. It really, never mind. We'll leave it alone. Anyhow, uh, those that are east of Richard Jackson Boulevard now on the beach, uh, there is a uh, boil water notice going on for this morning. They had a, a little boo-boo with some computers and um, well, yeah, because of that, uh, you had to be careful with the water. So uh, boil your water for anything that is going to be used for uh, uh, cooking or uh, eating, you know, any of that stuff. So make sure that you uh, you do that. Okay? Okay. So Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. Oh, this guy. He's, he is something else. Adam Schiff now is... Um, <laughs> no, I can't say that. I can't say it. Even I know when not to say something. Um, Adam Schiff has now announced that he is going to be running for the, uh, the Senate seat in California that is currently held by, um, is it Barb? No, who is it? It's, um, the old lady, the 89 year old. I just had a complete brain fart. I had 15 messages flashing me at one time. 
and lost it all. But Adam Schiffer has now said he is going to be running for the Senate. Uh, of course, in the past couple of days, uh, the other big news with Adam Schiff is that he got bumped off of the Intel Committee. And he's all upset about it. He's all kinds of butthurt about the fact that he got kicked off the Intel Committee. Him, along with uh, Fang Fang's boyfriend, um, Eric Swalwell, and then, of course, uh, Elon Omar getting bumped out of uh, a lot of the things as well. And, of course, Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State, former CIA director, he actually came out publicly in the past few days, and he's like, hey, um, yeah, you know, Adam Schiff leaked classified information, and he should not have access to any of this. Which now brings up the question, if Adam Schiff had been leaking some of that information, how many classified documents do you think Adam Schiff has in his possession? Do you think that maybe the FBI should be uh, stopping by Adam Schiff's office in his home uh, to just kind of check things out a little bit? Hey, Adam, what you got around here? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Especially if he's got some sort of Donald Trump-related document. But Adam Schiff, that guy, I mean... Oh, wow. But Matt Gates has now uh, stepped it up just a little bit more when it comes to uh, securing our classified information from people like uh, Adam Schiff. Yesterday, he started calling for an investigation into him and also proposed that he be denied access to classified information. Which here's the deal. When you are limited to the classified information that you have, um, as a congressperson, you're very much so limited as to what you can do. You're limited as to what committees you can be on, limited to what access you can. I mean, you you get neutered and not like in the surgical way. We're talking about the rubber band snap kind of neutered. Well, <laughs> that visual thought sit in your head for a minute. Uh, but the resolution, which is entitled Preventing Extreme Negligence with Classified Information Licenses Resolution or <laughs> Pencil Resolution, uh, which is uh, <laughs> something that is it, it's very uh, similar to what Gates had uh, introduced back in 2019. But the Pencil Resolution would make it so that somebody like Adam Schiff uh, can't get access to classified documents anymore. Which then, um, that may even limit his ability to do things in the Senate as well. And of course, how bad would that be that, you know, here's Adam Schiff who's like, you know, hey, uh, not going to be able to uh, really do anything here in Congress, but don't worry about it. In 2024, I'm going to run for Senate and I'll have all that access. And the Republicans finally regain the Senate and go, not so fast, pencil. But props to Matt Gates on that one for, uh, for naming it the pencil resolution, which is hilarious. Preventing extreme negligence with classified information licenses resolution pencil. That's awesome. And of course, Mike Pompeo uh, came out and said, hey, um, Adam Schiff had leaked classified information. So if Adam Schiff was leaking classified information, it does beg the question, hey, Adam, what you got at your house? What you got in your office? I think it's time for the FBI to go raid his place and check it out. And, of course, here's another thing that the Democrats are going on about. Texas uh, Democrats are now all upset at a new Republican bill that bans Chinese citizens from buying property in the state. It's not fair. They should be able to buy it. Yeah, just like they, uh, they went off and they bought a whole bunch of property right next to one of our strategic military bases, right? 
Do you think that a, a Chinese citizen is just going, hey, I'm just going to go buy some uh, property in the U.S. and that's all there is to it? This Chinese man coming over here from China going, I want to buy all that land right there. By the way, it's not just like land, regular land. It's not like they're they're driving down through Southport and they go, you know what? I like that lot right there. That'll probably make a good convenience store, a good factory or something, or maybe uh, build a couple houses over there. That's not what they're doing. As a matter of fact, uh, the word is that they may even be looking at trying to buy the old... Uh, the old um, uh, paper mill right there at the port. Take out a map, by the way. Take out a map. And on that map, I want you to put a ruler right on top of the runway of Tyndall Air Force Base. Take a pencil and draw a line right down the runway of Tyndall Air Force Base Keep going through Parker a little bit and kind of go over there and go, huh, look what's up against that line. All of this property that is being bought by China and by Chinese business people all seem to be in strategic military areas. Nothing to worry about. It's all good. But Texas Representative Gene Wu, along with uh, a dozen other fellow Democrat lawmakers, have, uh, have thrown some temper tantrums about some legislation proposed by the Republicans in Texas that would ban the sale of land to Chinese citizens and governments and other entities. Hey, here's an idea. Why don't you guys go over to China and say, hi, y'all, we're here to buy some land from you guys. You know what China's going to tell you? Oh, no. You leave now. You'll not buy land here. You'll go away. Because you can't do it. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of countries in the world that if you're not a citizen of the country, you can't buy the land. Can't buy the property. Can't buy companies. Yet America, we're all like, hey, just come buy. You want some? Hey, I tell you what, if you buy this land and if you act now, I'm going to throw in this other land too. And you know what? If you act now, I'm going to even double it up for you for an extra $19.95 plus shipping and handling. We'll throw in a couple of businesses too. Don't worry about getting visas. Just come in through Mexico. It's fine. The Democrats are all about just giving away this country. And I've said this before. We don't have to worry about being attacked. America does not have to worry about being attacked. You know what we have to be worried about? The eviction notice. The eviction notice when China comes in and goes, hey, you know what? You guys owe us $30 trillion. I tell you, what, we'll just take Texas. We'll start there. We'll take Texas. Uh, we're going to take all the, all the land that we own around all of your strategic military bases. Yeah, uh, we're going to evict everybody there. Uh, uh, that way you can't go. We're just going to get evicted. Because we're giving this country away. And the Democrats, they've got no concept of this at all. They don't see it at all. It's just being fair. We have to have diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this way, China can come and buy the land. They just want to buy the land. Yeah. They just want to buy all of our farmland, like Bill Gates, who uh, wants us to eat chemical food and wants us all to be uh, reducing our population and everything else. Yeah, I mean... What could possibly go wrong? 
I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it how Democrats can be this level of stupid. I mean, there's one thing to, to maybe not be completely dialed in on something, but do you mean to tell me that with our intel community alone, that there's not somebody from our intel community that has not gone to some of these Democrats in Washington and said, hey, yeah, um, there's this piece of land um, that just got bought right there near um, a strategic military base. Uh, and it was purchased by this person here, who, by the way, has connections to the CCP. Uh, and uh, they've done this, this, and this. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear about that because TikTok is owned by a company in China. And China has uh, control over that company. And they're going to know what my teenage daughter is doing. We got to ban TikTok. Hey, how about protecting the country? How about doing that? How about telling China, no, you can't buy the land here? Ron DeSantis, he's already said that we are going to do something here in Florida. And, of course, can't do it until uh, the legislation starts, uh, which is in about a month from now, when that actually kicks in and the legislation gets to get together and vote. But in the meantime, how much stuff can China just show up here in Florida by? How much stuff can China... Go by in Tampa, right there by a very strategic military base that controls things like, oh, I don't know, special forces and drones and stuff like that. But the most important thing right now coming out of Washington when it comes to China, and the Republicans are just as guilty at this. They're actually more guilty at it, is we got to ban TikTok because China. China, they're, they're tracking. Tracking nothing. They're sitting on their land outside of our military bases watching. They're not tracking on an app. They're sitting there watching. And what else are they doing? I'm telling you, our government fails us more and more every single day. And I'm glad that uh, there are some people that are willing to actually stand up and say enough is enough. And you know what? To a degree, I don't think that foreign nationals should own America. I would love to see Congress actually pass a law that says, point blank, no foreign entities can own real estate in America. In addition to that, any business in America can't be more than 25% owned by a national or an international entity. That 75% of the companies here in America have got to be owned by Americans. Just to protect us a little bit. Of course, I know what I hear from that one. Oh my God, you're being a protectionist and you're being an isolationist, you ultra MAGA. Yeah? What's it going to be like down the road? Oh, hello. Uh, we are here to evict you from your country. You need to leave now. You think that's not going to happen? Do you think that at some point the, that the Chinese government's going to go, hey, how much money does America owe us again? All right. It's time to go take some of that back. Our federal government, their, their main job is to protect the nation. It's not to tell us what type of cars that we can have or how much salt is supposed to be in our food or what things we're supposed to be taught in school. That's not their job. Their job is to protect America, protect us from foreign uh, enemies and some domestic. And they failed, absolutely failed at that.
And we need to protect our lands. We need to make sure that that China or other foreign companies doesn't come in and buy all of our farmland and go, okay, no food for you. You want food? Buy it from us. Because remember, he who controls the food, he who controls the water, that is the person that controls the people. And right now, not a lot of us control this stuff. We really don't. And that is something that needs to be stopped. We need to protect our country. And we need to stop it from being sold out from underneath us. TikTok is not the big national security threat. Our country being taken away from us literally underneath our feet. That is the national security threat. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. Good morning. A talk show host that doesn't hold back and tells it like it is. Now back to the Brian Rush Show on WYOO News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. So coming up, what is it, February 7th, State of the Union? (laughs) This is going to be fun. Can't wait for the fact checks on that as well, not to mention the load of manure that we are going to get from the commander-in-chief as he gets up there to tell us, kind of like he did um, in Virginia, when he went out there and he was talking about how the economy, the great, the current state of the economy, and warned that the plans of the House Republicans and dangerous, and and then with the mega ultra mega with the ice cream. It's going to be interesting to watch this come up because he's touting the uh, the economy right now. How fantastic the economy. Everything is great. Look at the unemployment. Unemployment numbers are down. We're doing the best we've ever done. Um, I've actually lost track of how many thousands, tens of thousands of people now that are going to be losing their jobs in the, uh, the tech industry. It's a lot. Every day it seems to be uh, more and more that are being announced. And the question is, what's... Uh, What's going to take that place? Because you remember that uh, when when we were attacking the the coal miners and attacking you know the people that that did that type of work, when we were told, "Hey, uh, just learn how to code," you remember that from the Democrats? Hey, we need to do all these clean energy jobs and we need to do all this other stuff. And then if you're a dirty coal miner, just learn how to code. Why don't you go tell that to the tens of thousands of people that learned how to code and now they're out of a job? I can't wait for the State of the Union. This is going to be a lot of fun. It'll be interesting to do a lot of uh, fact-checking with it as well. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Morning. I want want to see those uh, little clean fingernail people go out and actually get a a job that they have to get their hands dirty. Oh, I know. Can you imagine that? Oh, that's going to be so hard. I mean, oh. I mean, they might get some callus. They might get some dry. Oh, this is going to be April. I don't know that these guys survive. They're going to need some safe spaces. They're not. It's, They're going to need gonna therapy. Like the dude that, that, what was it at Starbucks? His boss said, go wash dishes, and he decided to cry instead. Oh, my God. That's the greatest washers. one. Oh, my God. We yeah. were overstaffed, and I was told I had to work two eight-hour shifts in a row. Oh, my God. An eight-hour yeah. shift. I don't remember the last time I worked eight hours. I would kill for that. Right. And, and post hurricane, my daughter on an, on an ambulance truck running, 
you know, 24 hour shifts and coming home and trying to get some sleep. But yeah. anyway, that's not why I called. I'm, I'm still ticked off about the fact that our government is wasting time talking about the Metro ticks the debacle where, uh, what was it, uh, uh, that, that Twitty Singer couldn't get her tickets sold for her concert. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's important. Yeah. That's important. We got to yeah. make sure that the, uh, uh, the Taylor Swifties or whatever they're, that yeah, they're called yeah. there that, uh, you know, that they get their concert tickets because April, you don't understand. You just don't understand the important things in the world is being able to go see Taylor Swift in concert. Yeah. Well, isn't that a <laughs> commerce department issue? I mean, if, yeah. if it's uh, if they've got a monopoly, isn't they antitrust and that would go through commerce and why, yeah. why are we sitting in, in, in Congress? Yeah. They don't, they don't need to I'm talking it. about Taylor Swift. Who gives a flying rip I know. about these self-consumed? I just, I'm just livid over this. They shouldn't even have brought it up. And yep. you know, it's just another one of those things. Look behind the curtain, see what's going on. We're yeah. throwing this out here for your entertainment. So look behind the curtain and see what's really happening. And if you did, you'd be so pissed off, you would you would be up there yourself in yeah. another January sixth demonstration. You, you know, here's the thing, though, with the with the Taylor Swift thing. If you want to put this into perspective of why it's so important, it's so important because those are potential voters for the Democrat Party. So if you get them happy, um, then they'll be like, "Oh, thank God, the Democrats they they were able to take care of it." So now I can go see Taylor Swift. And of course, you know the the whole controversy. And unfortunately, we don't even have time to get into the controversy uh, with the the antitrust on that. Um, the, the company, the Ticketmaster and uh, whatever the, the parent company is, they're blaming Taylor Swift because she just wasn't doing enough concerts. So it's Taylor Swift's fault, which, however, if you heard one of her latest songs, uh, I'm very glad that, uh, and I hate the fact that I know this, uh, that, that one of the lines is, hey, it's me, I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah, you are, yeah. Uh, without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, this is another one of these things where uh, they're trying to cater to potential uh, voters you know, and and we got to get in that because the Taylor Swift people. You mean Taylor Swift? She's a big voice to them, uh, so they're scared. Instead, you're right though. This this is one of these things where Congress should be looking, going, "Hey, Commerce Department, what are you guys doing? Take care of this. You don't have time for this." Well, and and you're right about the Democrat voters because these these nitwit kids. It's all about me, 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 and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I I think there's enough of Taylor Swift and her screaming, whiny little voice on the radio already, <laughs> and complaining about but, men in um, relationships and how bad they are. And finally, she's oh, yeah, realized she's yeah. the problem. And if she had any talent whatsoever, I mean, people back in the '50s and '60s had talent. Now everything is so embellished, and yeah. and it's changed through the mechanics and things like yep. that. I could do she, without her. She has no talent. Yeah, it's yeah. just I'm. I just. I'm just livid over the fact that people are so stupid. Yep. We got to, we got to prioritize things a little bit better and uh, concert tickets, regardless of whether it's Taylor Swift or anybody, that is not a major problem. Hey, April, uh, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic weekend. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is on the way next. I hope that you have a great weekend. Um, stay safe. Uh, go do some camping. Now I've had like 80 people say, Hey, you can go camping here. Not going to make a decision on that. <sighs> The decisions. It's so tough. I'll see you on Monday. Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.